I know. I'm look, I was reaching for mine. You got me there. Hey, um, I have a question for you guys. Why has no one reached out to the one person who would be the perfect spokesman for every gambling service on the planet right now with Major League Baseball having just kicked off its season? Any guesses of who I believe would be the number one spokesperson for any sports gambling site available right now? For Major League Baseball? Yeah. Who? Yeah, oh, Pete Rose. Oh, by God, Alan, yeah. you are the champion and the king of the moment. Yeah. Why has Pete Rose not graced our television sets with, and they could even do it tongue in cheek. Hey, Pete, who you got today? I don't got anybody. Oh, Pete, come on. What do you think? You think it's Cincy? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And the whole time, Pete's just on his phone and he's just scrolling on his phone, pretending he doesn't know what they're talking about. And then all of a sudden there's like a double on the screen. He's like, yeah. And they're like, what happened, Pete? He's like, ah, he's got some gas. Say DraftKings, sign up now. Pete, you don't have to lie anymore. You don't even have to lie anymore. It's okay. You just tell the truth. You do what you want. It's legal. Right? Yeah. Right? I'm not doing anything. Damn. Yeah. They're going to make that commercial and you ain't going to see a dime. I know. That's how my life works, buddy. That's how I That's just come up with the ideas and then they get stolen. And then I can say to somebody like, hey, I had that idea back in 1998. <laughs> and, and then I tell stories about it where I don't get paid for that either. But I had, but me and your brother got in an argument, Wes, over the whole sports gambling thing. I said that if the Pete Rose situation happened today, Pete Rose wouldn't be banished from baseball for the rest of his his natural life. Well, he's he's not banished from baseball anymore. MLB, the major major league baseball, did lift that ban. I, I'm trying to remember when. Well, they did it temporarily when they did the all time team, like the hundred year uh, team when they had the the all star game. <clears throat> But that, that that band is lifted. He he's now now the Hall of Fame. That's a different entity. That's not Major League Baseball. Yeah, really. This is why that yeah, because that's why yeah. they, that's why you have Negro League players that get uh, inducted. You have uh, players from the you know there's not many, but there's player female players. You know uh, <clears throat> now, obviously they work hand in hand. It, uh, yeah. But it is kind of semi in a silo, semi silo. Yeah, it's, it's it's its own thing. Yeah. Like it. Well, my question, though, is do you think if, let's say, we're all fans of the Orioles, uh, Brandon Hyde comes out and it's like, uh, oh, he was caught uh, betting for the Orioles to beat the Yankees on the home opener on his DraftKings sports app, do you think he gets banned from baseball for the rest of his, you know, for the next 30 years? I still think those guys have some sort of, like, agreement to not do that. Yeah, most professional athletes do. Yeah. Because like it's just the potential for fucking mat- like game fixing, right? Like, no matter sure. how, how complex or non-complex it is in your sport, like, yeah. So, I know mm-hmm. they do it soccer in England, hundred yeah, percent, and and they bet on everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me that uh, Randon Glide doesn't have an account somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He may. Yeah. He may. Remember the, the, there was that uh, that wide receiver for was it Ridley, right? For the uh, Falcons who got busted, who got suspended last year because he was now he and I don't know if he was go using DraftKings or, or whatever. He was straight up sports gambling uh, <clears throat> illegally through a bookie. Now, you know, that, that's a bit different and moronic. Why would you just send your sister a cell phone and be like, hey. Dude, 
I'm liking our chances this Sunday. You're asking the question that every sports reporter asks. Yeah. Like, why did that guy do it himself in person? Uh, must it? Everyone said no. Fuck it. I do it myself. I mean, it's an addiction, bro. True. They, true. They, they can't help themselves. Yeah, mm. that's very true. I, so I, I understand the I understand the bug uh, fully now. Uh, uh, <laughs> to answer your initial question, though, I do think I, that's a great marketing campaign and one of those big players the DraftKings, the fan duels the bar stools now at bet mgm one of those would be stupid to at least not reach out now whether or not they have and he's respectfully declined i don't, I don't know how he couldn't or could rather but <laughs> has pete rose ever done anything respectfully <laughs> I, yeah good point um <laughs> now whether or not that's happened i don't know uh i i also think man when when people start throwing around that collusion word I don't sometimes in in pockets like this, I don't doubt that that shit doesn't happen. They may have gotten warned, like, don't reach out to that fucking guy. Yeah. We, we will. You think you're big now. Major League Baseball will bend you over and stick a fucking Louisville slugger in turning right. and make sure you get splinters on the way in and out. Right. <laughs> you think? Uh, well, the only other thing I could think of this is I can't be the only moron to have at least this thought process of, like, who who could it be? Maybe not the commercial line itself, but do you think maybe Pete would turn something like that down considering he's not, quote-unquote, banned anymore and there is the potential for maybe having his heart still beating on his way through the doors of Cooperstown? I mean, there's got, like, uh, hold on, J- Jalen Rose uh, is on one of them. Barry Sanders has been on one of them. There's been athletes who have done these commercials now not necessarily like this is well maybe have it who i'm better on get kevin garnett there's uh, one where he's like i got so and so to beat the trying to cover the spread um so having pro athletes as actors paid actors endorsing these things is not unheard of i mean it's relatively prevalent but former, former athletes pete, but you know, i mean pete's as former as it gets at this point in his career so right. i mean i but i mean i think maybe Maybe he's turned it down. Maybe he does think that they're going to make the offer to him before he dies to, to get into Cooperstown. And so he doesn't want to – maybe he doesn't want to screw that up. I don't know. But he doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would stand outside of a major league event while being banned, charging $250 for an autograph. <laughs> Turn down DraftKings money. Yeah, it's true. Turning, turning this down, holding out hope that the Hall of Fame is still going to – come a knocking or calling it's gonna be like hey pete listen you know we've had uh let's see here close to uh close to 30 close to 35 years now to sort this out you know we really think that uh you've paid you've you've repented your sins you've paid your dues cooperstown baby 2027 qualifies yeah <clears throat> all-time hit king he's gonna hit the ground walking up the stage <laughs> Awful. And for anyone, for anyone who doesn't know, I try to explain. I, I this when I state when I say this or make this kind of rehashing facts from the past. This isn't necessarily an endorsement for whether or not I agree that he should or shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. What a lot of people fail to remember is that when he got caught and then you know out outright denied it, the uh, the the agreement was is that. He would be banned from baseball if he never had to admit that he had done that. You see what I'm saying? He, and he agreed to it. He said, sure, absolutely. 
So there's like people say, well, I don't know why they don't just let him in. Well, he fucking agreed that that he would never have to admit that he that he betted on baseball. So, you know, and Major League Baseball couldn't either. They, he could sue the shit out of him if they had came out to public and said, yeah, we have all this evidence that you you had done this. So, yeah. OK. All right. So so what's what's your point on that, though? Is it like he 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 would have had a defamation suit if they said he did. And, but he would never get back in. But it's almost like they had to know he's lying, but he has to lie to them to say, I'm not lying. Well, that, that, you know what that, I mean? was, that was Major League Baseball's stance, though. They, they basically said, you're never going to admit it. We know that you did it. So here, here's the deal. Like, you have a lifetime ban from Major League Baseball, and, and you're not going to get voted in the Hall of Fame, but you never have to admit that you've been on baseball. You can, you can, to the public, you can say, never did that. And he agreed, he agreed to it. Yeah, hmm. but if you want your legacy to be, you know, cemented, you have to, even if you didn't do it, it's such a, man, what a catch-22, because it's like, if you want to get back in the good graces, you have to admit to what they want you to admit, even if you didn't do it, which, God, everybody knows fucking people have did it, <laughs> don't, don't take me wrong, I'm not, I'm, but it, but it's like, they, it's, sure. they, they painted you into this corner, it's like, alright, Pete, well, we think you're lying, and until you tell us what we want to hear... You're banned forever. It's that's a rather dick move on usually baseball's part, even though it was a rather dick move on Pete Rose's part. Don't sure. take me wrong, takes two to tango here. It's just that it's such a dickish thing to say, like, eh, we don't believe you, so until you admit to our storyline, fuck you. I feel almost feel like he's got kind of like a like a like a built in fucking long play here. Like <clears throat> if he just Fucking, he's he's always gonna be Pete Rose, right? He's always gonna have his records. He's always gonna like. So, if he does just ride this fucker out and die, and they never put him in the Hall of Fame, then Major League Baseball has to explain why their fucking hits leader doesn't exist in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? Like Major League Baseball then looks like the asshole. And what are they gonna fucking slay to the dead guy? No, probably not. That's no good for PR. Look, I mean, big. Individual, sure. I'll, I'll slander dead people, sure. But like, you, you know, that the big corporations not going to PR shoot themselves in the foot that way. So, yeah, I think maybe he's onto something. Maybe he's just going to ride this out to the poorhouse right yeah. to death. But that's the thing is, I think somebody like Pete needs the glory. I think he wants the glory. I think he wants it on his terms. But that's the problem is he wouldn't be Pete Rose if he fucking had it any other way. If he didn't, if he didn't go about this the way he's going about this. A stubborn son of a bitch. That's the kind of guy who hits, who gets four thousand fucking hits, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plays till he's fucking. He was a player. He was one of the last player coaches. You imagine that? Coaches a team, and then every now and then, at the ripe age of forty-four, he's like, "Give me the fucking bat. I'll get in there. Good scooch." Tim, you're sitting down. Pete's sitting for you. Mike, you're gonna. You take my position in the field after I hit because I don't play the field anymore. I just fucking hit. (laughs) I just know this kid's dad, and I can hit. If I can hit his dad, I can hit this son of a bitch. Uh, Old man, basically. (laughs) Well, yeah, hell of an ad campaign, Murr. I I mean, I don't know. Write someone. You email someone. Christ, you you gamble enough. You probably got enough free bets. You could probably parlay that into a sales pitch. Oh, at well, least I'm not good at parlays. Middle class was everyone. Mur Allen and Fox, man. Thank y'all for joining us. Man, it's a beautiful day today. Beautiful day outside. Fucking t- t- mid Atlantic. 
spring that will last what two weeks maybe yeah it'll be like 30 degrees next week. lucky and you'll get okay out of 14 days you'll get 10 good ones you'll have four rainy one that's windy as a motherfucker and yeah and i know i got out i actually ran on my lunch break it was, it was it was amazing wait so you walk when you're working and you ran during mm. your lunch break Yes, Wesley. I have a I have a regiment. Okay, I like to stick. Right. And we had the podcast tonight, so I wanted to make sure I got all my my rings closed on the old Apple Watch. So here we okay. are. We're good to go. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, I, cool. there's something I wanted to ask you guys. This is I I have never heard this, but yet it doesn't shock me uh, as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more and more uh, tidbits of information, especially about pregnant women. Uh, as I've gotten, I'm not saying I, listen, I'm not saying I'm a savant. I could be an OB or a, a young, a, a pediatrician or anything like that. But Sarah, who is just getting, uh, just getting over a little bit of congestion. We were watching a next Netflix show, uh, yesterday or last night rather. And she got into a little bit of a cough and fit. Is it basically cause she was kind of like laying down in a position that, that wasn't expanding her lungs. She just coughed and it's one of those ones that just didn't go away for about 15 or 20 seconds. And then she said, Man, I could see how uh, I can see how pregnant women piss themselves when something like that happens. I was like, "Wait, they do that?" And she was like, "Yeah, when they sneeze, when they have coughing fits." I was like, "Huh? Well, I didn't, I didn't. I'm not. Listen, I'm not blown away. That's not shocking news to me. But I was just like, huh? I never knew that." Yeah. Well, the vagina is in a very sensitive position at that point. Yeah. I mean, imagine the biggest turd you ever tried to hold back. Is actually trying to claw its way out at some point. So yeah, uh, the wrong sneeze, the wrong laugh, the wrong fart. Yeah, a little leakage is coming through. Yeah, no, I've yeah I've known that. Like, uh, yeah, not even just pregnant women. I mean, once once it comes out, it's I think it's even worse. You know, depending on what kind of damage went on down there. So (laughs) yeah, that don't happen. Post pregnancy, you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What is, is there yes. a term for that? Is there a they have they have like some sort of scientific term for that? Like, like postnatal. Postnatal. Post okay. Yeah. 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 yeah it's got to be something though. It's got to be like specific to the vagina area. I, right. Maria what? had a C-section, so I don't know. We didn't get we didn't get schooled on that. And she cool. was going natural, and all of a sudden, the last minute, they're like, ah, "We're not sure something's going on with the baby, so we're just gonna uh, just gonna go and cut him out." Now, and I gotta be honest with you, secretly. Not so secretly now. In the back of my mind, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> yeah, man. They get down there. They they like they they cut grundles to make space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I know they. Yeah, I, every, I heard that everything's they preserved. Have, they have a uh, they have a nurse or someone from the medical staff that's there just to just to clean poop. Yeah, as as poop's dribbling out, just like a saucer yeah. of ice cream machine. Think, just bloop. Think about squeezing out. A fucking like the hardest, like squeezing out the hardest piss you could possibly ever imagine. You're gonna uh, poop yourself a little, probably. Uh, yeah, just uh, say, there's just yeah. the the natural. Your pelvic floor has only got so much fucking strength, bro. Something something's coming out, in they, one way or the other. <laughs> they talk about this shit like it's beautiful. Like, oh man, childbirth is so beautiful. I mean, it's magical. You know, you're bringing in another human that you two have created, and they got all this. Like you talking about grundle cutting, poop coming out. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what parents tell themselves amidst the war zone of childbirth. They're like, it's, it's look at it, it's life. We made it. And that's how they get over what they just saw. Yeah. Well, again, thankfully for the C-section, Maria was high as a kite. 
and had no idea that her organs were basically removed from her body. So this okay, child... let's move this real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically, she's filleted on the counter. I can't see. There's just a big blue tarp up, and all I can see is her neck. She looks like some fucking stage prop from the movie Aliens. <laughs> and she's like looking over. Are we here yet? And then I get this bloody alien-looking creature into my arms, and I. And I instantly start weeping because it's the most... That's love at first sight. Eight? Anybody says love okay. at first sight doesn't exist, they have no idea what they're talking about until their firstborn child's like inside their fucking forearms. See what and I'm then... saying? He's holding a blood-covered meat sack that just came out of another meat sack. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's the most beautiful... It's not, but it is to him. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> there's a... Biologically, you, yeah. you don't want to smash this alien... <laughs> goo pile into oblivion and you're like so your genetics turn on to say this is love love it only love it don't think harm it has not harmed your wife she will survive love tap the back get the mucus out (laughs) it needs to breathe now You should have. You should have said this is. Uh, this goes back to our last episode. Like, it's got all this schmetz on it. Where <laughs> 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 are those? Where those cleaners with the curly cues? Get them in here, man. We need to clean this thing up. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, something. Uh, oh, this is what I was, was going to say. So when you said Maria was going to was going to do it natural, like you mean obviously vaginal was she considering no drugs or no oh no, no fuck that she was no nah, she was totally okay. into drugs she, right. she, she had no qualms about fucking like getting juiced up gotcha so this is this is what i was gonna say uh my first job that i got down here when i moved to the city at the hilton there was a team of us that were all you know entry-level technicians entry-level event techs one of which this guy was his his wife was expecting. Now, Darren was probably twenty three, twenty four, and our boss DeAndre had had whatever. These people, this is not saying anything derogatory. Just, just sorry, using using government names here. Um, he had had three kids, and they were talking about it. And he said, "Yeah, my wife, uh, we're talking about doing it natural, no drugs, no spine or anything." And he was like, "Excuse me." I fucking beg your pardon. He was like, no. He's like, you know, this is what she doesn't want anything that might harm the child in terms of the the, the, uh, the, the numbing drug, the, 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 especially some of it. She's read some things. She's been practicing these breathing techniques that will be able to help out with the pain. And his bo- our boss was like – He's been listen, on Reddit pretty hard. Listen, this is – mine's just 08. It's a pre-Reddit. But he's like, listen, bro. I'm going to tell you straight up. There's no breathing in the fucking world that's going to help her – alleviate the pain that's about to happen he's like you need to you need to squash that shit right how long does he have like about another two three months man i'd spend every waking second telling her that she needs to get that spinal (laughs) do not do that okay we you know we've had a weird relationship with uh medicine over the last few years there's been a lot of great things that have come through medical advancement you know, the reason that, you know, 200 years ago, the average life expectancy was only 35 is because you know how many fucking infant fucking necks were chomped off at the vaginal bit because they, women were like, I can't do it anymore. And they just smothered a newborn in the womb because they couldn't get it out because of the pain. So there's a zero. And then there's a guy who's like 80 and they balance out at 40. You know, that's why like, mm. so you take what is tried and true and medical technology in the birthing field is tried and true. You want to go out and get yourself a hot tub and you want to squeeze one out like that? Okay, get yourself a granola bar and have fun. 
but uh, give me that little tap in the back all day, every day. <laughs> yeah, just talking about the, 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 there's a name for that, isn't it? Like, I know midwives is something that's just not in the operating room, but that doesn't necessarily always mean in a uh, in a pool or in a, in a jacuzzi, right? You can, you can you can have that option with midwives, but that's not you know what I mean. That's not. I think, oh. I think some of them are just like Reiki teachers who call themselves birthing coaches. Yeah, no, that's absolutely <laughs> correct. So like midwives, I think are like semi medical professionals. You know what I mean? Like they're there, they understand like high level medical concepts. They ain't doctors or nurses or nothing, but you know they got some fucking some expertise, some learning, and then you've got doulas. And those are just fucking like the bitches who sell crystals and like mm. want you to sign up for Arbon to make sure your fucking body's tight. You know what I mean? They do sun salutations and show their butthole and stuff like that's who you're talking about. And they're like, yeah, let's stick you in this fucking hot, hot kitty pool of water and we'll just glide that fucking bad boy right on out of you. That's how that, that's those people. Yeah. Strange. Strange Wait, now, I don't know if this was from. The magic of television. I remember I was I'm not a kid. I want to say like 11 or 12 and I was watching something with my parents on that. Now, they weren't showing the birth uh, on <clears throat> whether it be MTV and not MTV, MPB. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a spinal tap music video, by the way. Uh, but, but no, um, but you see these these newborns then just kind of float like swimming around. Yeah, it's kind of came like natural. They shoot yeah. out and then they're like blah, 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 like little fish that just kind of like, yeah. yeah, they actually do a swim stroke and then bob to the top. Like, why the fuck am I underwater? You know, yeah. this is a natural birth and women naturally don't sit in the goddamn river and wait for a baby to fall out of their <laughs> vagina. I think maybe at one point they did, but not. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. But look, I was just so I wanted to verify that what I told you guys was correct because I don't want to give you wrong information. And I think that this this little paragraph sums it up pretty concisely there's one significant difference between a midwife and a doula midwives provide midwives provide medical care for your for you during pregnancy birth and the immediate postpartum period doulas provide you and your family with emotional informational and physical support during pregnancy birth and immediate postpartum period so someone provides medical attention to you to help you birth a child and the other one says you can do it i love you birth is beautiful I would like to learn more about the emotional support during during pregnancy. Yeah, yeah that, that yeah, sounds. While, while their friend screams in their face, they're like, "You got this, girl, y- yas queen, hot girl summer, hot mom summer." Venus is transiting Jupiter. It's time to push. It's the perfect time to birth. We've checked. We've checked the pH balance of the jacuzzi. Don't worry, it's at seven. We he's, might catch the good. heat on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit yeah whatever hey well, it, it is yeah i think like i said the, one of the hospitals i worked at had a midwives uh so it yeah. wasn't a part of the hospital well it was detached uh but they did have like a, a building that that was specifically for that as an option uh because the hospital that i worked at was <clears throat> the birthing they called it. They had it. They had a title for it. Basically, they had they had more childbirth at that hospital than any other hospital in the state. So they wanted to use that partly that as an option. I don't know if they were paying them. You know, if they were just subcontractors that leased the building, and people would be like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about having my child here, but you know, this whole oh, operating room and spinal tech yeah. thing just freaks me out. Be like, all right, just take you know a half block down the way. Yeah, 
Yeah. Go down there. They provide emotional support. They're very nice. Yeah, they're like the mix. They're like the mix. They're like the they're like granola crunching doulas, but they're also like it. You might need a transfusion mid birth. You know what I mean? Like they take into account things that could actually happen and are best handled in a medical setting, versus being like, you know what? We should just drive four hours out to West Virginia and have a baby in a pool. Just to yeah. see what happens. Yeah, the, the midwife to me is like the doctor's like, I don't know, six inches from the catcher's mitt and something's happening on the machinery. The midwife can look over and be like, uh, excuse me, doctor, her pulse rate has actually just increased by about uh, 10 beats a minute. And uh, I think she should get some ATP. Ooh, maybe not enough yeah. letters. And, <laughs> That's a thing, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he looks up like with, through one of his little fucking binocular lenses like, I do believe she's right. Nurse, could you get some uh, ATP in her, please? Like, yeah. yep. It's right back to the captain's mint. That's advanced and you get toilet a tag, paper. And you get a tag out. It's like, bam, done. Get in there. Yeah. Yes, I'm advanced, you... toilet, advanced toilet paper for the soft serve. For the soft serve that's coming out. This gross. I also think that, that what, I, what I'm hearing is that the midwives are, they're kind of like chiropractors. They're doctors. But, you know, and then what did you say? Doulas? There are people who just learn to crack necks really well without any yeah. actual you know, yeah. instruction. Doulas is like your friend's 105-pound girlfriend that you have walk on your back. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's the doula. Right. And then fucking, yeah, I guess you could count midwives as chiropractors, but I think they're a little bit less hokey than chiropractors. <laughs> like, 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 chiropractors are like, I don't know what chiropractors can do, like, as far as, like, order prescriptions and shit, but, like, I think midwives could, like, get, like, order tests and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? I think they have, like, hospital privileges, whereas, like, Duelers are like, well, you got to come up to my mountain retreat. From my understanding, Alan, there's only one drug that chiropractors can subscribe. Prescribe. Guess, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Ease the cracking, baby. Out of pain. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Muscle spasms. Ah, uh, well, now that we have a uh, education on birthing babies, uh, doulas, midwives, Spinal Tap, Soft Serve Ice Cream, and all the other things that intangibles of the beauty that is uh, birth. We're going to move on to, I don't know, something much much less hokey. The First <laughs> Amendment rights here in this week's Friend or Foe. That's nope. right. Going to read a news story to you. See if you agree or disagree. Friend or foe, honking a car horn is not protected as free speech. The federal appeals court in San Francisco has officially ruled the decision was filed on Friday and it was the case of Susan Porter, an Oceanside woman who was cited for, quote, unreasonable use of a vehicle horn after she honked an estimated 14 times as she drove past a protest outside the office of Representative uh, Daryl Isa in 2017. So we've got a court case that's been going on for five years on 14, ding, 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 okay, annoying sounds of a woman depressing something on her steering wheel. Though the citation was dismissed because the sheriff's deputy who issued it did not show up in traffic court, Porter filed a civil suit in 2018 alleging that her subsequent fear of again being cited resulted in her, quote, censoring herself by refraining from using her vehicle horn 
for expressive purposes, including, but not limited to, expressing support for political protests, rallies, or demonstrations. She sought to have the court uh, prohibit the enforcement of the Vehicle Code 27001 against what she calls excessive honking, which she argued falls under First Amendment protections. I'm not going to read the rest of it. So bottom line is woman honks her horn. Uh, cops are like, you're annoying the shit out of everyone. I'm going to give you a citation. Traffic court comes. Cop doesn't show up because it's bullshit. I'm not going to show up because this woman was honking her horn. I didn't even want to give her a ticket. I just wanted her to shut her fucking dumb fucking arm up and stop doing the dumb shit that was making me pissed off. And then she decides to press the issue. California rules that honking a horn is not protected free speech. So friend or foe, are horns an extension of your ability to express yourself by either like uh, your middle finger is an extension of your mouth when everyone can't hear you? Uh, Is the horn an extension of your voice when you are behind the wheel of a car and maybe the windows are rolled up? So friend or foe, is the horn a form of speech, yes or no? Alan. No. No. I was I was kind of on her side until she went with the whole with the whole line of like self expression and whatnot. The horn that's not what the horns for. The horns for like if we're only saying that self expression the self expression is limited to anger and or rage. Like that's the only the horn the horn communicative fucking uh, fucking ability there. Like that that's that that's all for me. Like I'm not I don't honk to support people when fucking firefighters are like honk. For firefight, I'm like, nope, not doing that because I don't want to do that. I I honk at fucking at to people to get out of my way, and if I'm raging, but I also don't honk multiple times. I will follow you and hold that bitch. Mm. But like, is that like, not an expression of your rage, though? Is my yeah, point? That's the only one. Like I'm not express. I, I don't think this support and fucking like. Like, it's not even rage that she was expressing. She was expressing, no. I I would assume, no support for the rally. But either way, I don't think either one is valid. Only rage can be expressed through fucking car horn. That's it. If you're expressing happiness, you fucked up. Okay. Wes, what if you're horny? Well, to express horniness or the uh, desire to engage in fornication or sexual activity. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've honked for less. I'll tell you that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would say, you know what? I don't know. what Was this out of California you said? Yeah. We got it. Maybe this guy could spread the, or, well, this person, I'm going to assume that it's a male cop. Uh, this person could spread the wealth because maybe when they, st- when they start horn rallies uh, to celebrate someone being newlyweds, just just arrest the whole bunch, the whole yeah. lot of them, the, the, the bride and groom all the way back to grandma and grandpa. <laughs> fucking citation after citation. I agree. It's, yeah. Um, That's not rage. So, uh, yeah, are you answering am I friend or foe for the whole thing or just horny? Just, just horny? No, I just, I was thinking of the, I saw for the first time in like a decade, it's like a fucking unicorn in the wild. And I saw the honk if you're horny, uh, <laughs> two days ago. And I was like, all right. Yeah. We picked, we, we picked this a few days ago. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, no, I mean, yeah, encroaching on free speech. I'm curious about why. I mean, was she that miffed about the cop? Writing her a ticket, making her take a half day off work, I presume, and then him not showing up. And then everything is waved. She's like, well, fuck this. I'm fine. It's civil suit. 
Well, I think about it like this, Wes. I mean, you guys live in Baltimore, where, Alan, you did live in Baltimore, and there was a point where there's a lot of protests going on in the city, and maybe you disagree with those protests, and you want these motherfuckers to get out of the way. Like, they're like, you know, some people are like, getting out of their cars and like, yeah, pumping their fist. I agree with you because we're all special folk. And then you're like, I got to go to work. <laughs> get the fuck out of the way. Like rather than getting out of your car and yelling, I've got to go to work. Get the fuck out of the way. You're just going, <laughs> you disagree with what's going on. Move. And wow. then you get cited for it. To me, that says that that's just an extension of your voice and in a way, that's part of your free speech rights to be like, I don't like the words you guys are saying, so I'm going to drown them out with mine. Well, you could, yeah, but like again, what the, this is the thing. Like, I think you do get the fucking ticket for being like, I don't like what they're saying. Don't give a shit if you don't like what they're saying. Now, if you would, if your argument in court was, I am angry because they are in my way, perfectly valid. Okay, I think you could you could uh, possibly, depending upon how you went about it, lean on perhaps a. a a pretty honest lie and say I was doing it by via Morse code. They don't know. You don't know Morse code. That was Morse code. I say, get out of my way. Like, why didn't you roll your window down? Well, it's hot. I had the AC on. I'm going to roll it down and waste AC. Oh, dude. I would totally be counting the dashes and dots in any phrase I could come up with. I was going to say, like, any any sound lawyer or fucking state's attorney would be like, all right, do the Morse code right now. Get out of my way. Uh, I need to get in my car real quick. <laughs> but Wes, friend or foe, it, is the horn an extension of your speech when you're behind the wheel of a car? No. I, I, all jokes aside, no, I don't think it's free speech when you're behind a car. However, I do think uh, it is a bit jaywalky-ish of this cop to write a citation where there's probably something that – he probably had to – blow the dust off the old code book to figure out exactly what what, what was ticketable offense here in the situation. Um, but at the same time, you know, he was probably miserable that he was there, and she honked twice, and he's like, that bitch honks 11 more times. <laughs> 12 was the magic number. She went over one. So, no, it's not a part of free speech. And if you honk your horn too many times, hey, man, every now and then, this someone's got to get checked. Someone's going to fuck around, get fuck around and find out. Here's the thing. I hate horns. I think that they are useless and pointless. Yeah. And I think I think there was a time when they they served a purpose. But since everybody has one and everybody has a car, and there's no point you're going to hear a horn unless you're in a fucking like crowded traffic situation, the horn then becomes for everyone. I can remember I almost got in an accident because someone honked the horn, and all they wanted to do was be like, "Hey, hey, Tina, how you doing?" And I was in the middle of an intersection thinking I was going to get T-boned because someone honked the horn as soon as my car entered. The, and I was like, oh, shit. And I started looking around like, oh, fucking Tina got a new haircut. That cunt. I hope she dies in a fucking fiery crash after I get through this intersection. Actually, I That's hope her hair, her hair catches on fire. <laughs> I, it, people have begun using it. For expression, and that's not what the fuck it's for. It's for rage. It's well, for okay. rage and move. Like, get out of the way or, and fucking rage. Or but, you're about to hit me. Protection. You yeah, yeah, yes, me. that too. But, uh, okay, if that's the case, though, and I, I'm, I'm not complete in complete disagreement with you guys, but 
Okay, what about when someone's car alarm goes off? Because I got to tell you, not one point in my adult life has a car alarm gone off, and I said, oh, I wonder, I bet somebody's breaking into Ron's <laughs> car next door. I better, I better hop the fence and see what kind of shenanigans is going on over here. No, I just like, shut the fucking thing. Find the goddamn keychain. No, car alarms are absolutely pointless. They're not a deterrent. I, I can remember a guy was actually trying to jimmy the lock on his car, and the car alarm was going off, and I just looked at him, and he goes like, yeah, lock my keys in there. I'm like, all right. <laughs> didn't question it. I didn't call 911. Could you imagine calling Oh, uh, yeah, what's your emergency? Uh, there's a car alarm going off right now, and there's a man standing next to it <laughs> with what looks like a coat hanger. You would, get, uh, you would then get a violation. You would get ticketed. <laughs> Or calling exactly. in, calling in some bullshit. So what's the point of the horn? What's the point of the the alarm? It's, it serves no purpose but an annoyance for everyone around it. And the uh, the other point about the horn is, I don't have another point. I can't even fucking think of one. There is so not much. Yeah. It's useless. I agree with you. Yeah, we don't you need. Just, it. Speaking of free speech, I I don't know if they do it anymore. Uh, but there was a group of people who had, uh, Christ, what are those, um, kind of boxy, um, kind of sleek looking, they're not SUVs, but they're kind of designed like an SUV. I need a little bit more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I keep wanting to say if I, if don't worry about it, I mean, the car is, the car is obsolete. It's kind of a smaller SUV, but it's not one of those sub sub SUVs or whatever. But anyway, they, these guys put in a fucking air compressor with like a bullhorn underneath and they just scare Mm. people with it. And that shit, they, they scare thousands upon thousands of people over, you know, 50 YouTube videos. And every time it's fucking hilarious. It's someone just doop, 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 and 99, most, most of the time people get a kick out of it, but you do get that one asshole who's just like, no, come back here. Well, I finally stumbled upon my stupid old brain finally figured out the point about the horn. Alan, you said it's for rage and it's also for warning, right? Like, hey, look out. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a form of speech though, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I think it's very, I mean, I guess, but it's very specific. Like, it's only just for that. Like, it's it's not, it's not made for like, I like ice cream and fucking, <laughs> and, and fucking illegals should go back to their country. Like, it's not for those things. It's for right. move the fuck out the way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's for. You're a dickhead. Like, that's what it's for. Like, it's it's pure fucking unadulterated rage. That's what it's for. And a nice, congenial warning. Hey, don't, I'm going to hit you. Or, hey, <laughs> you're going to hit me. Like, so don't I, do that. I, hypothetically, Which is on rage anyway. Hypothetically, if we knew a guy that could get some sort of, like, mega horn uh, attached to, like, a microphone you know that you could wear while driving would you then you know would you oh, yeah. use that to, okay free speech get the fuck out the way hey you dumb whatever different. Yeah. yeah like if i was rolling down the street in like the ice cream truck being like yeah fucking raise taxes on poor people and like and and, and that's perfectly fine i'm expressing myself <laughs> through a voice message not my horn like at least I'm fucking being proactive. I'm using words. I have to have complex thought, not just. Bah, bah, bah. I I don't like these people. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but 
oh, stand, are you just riding your bicycle into my leg? Get the fuck out of here. Like, that makes sense to me. That's I the do feel, but again, that's expression. It's that a, it's a, you're right. It's a form of expression. So I don't you're know. Just, it's just, I think it's just made for that one thing, and that's what it's for. Yeah, but you yeah. never know when that one thing is. Maybe you do need to scream like illegals need to go home. Like, that's you know, and, and Come because in. they're. Because Come and check out the blocking. wonderful Blues Brothers. <laughs> they're performing. Maybe just, or maybe we should just all have fucking PA systems in our cars uh-huh. and just be done with it. You fuck the horns. Give us a give us a fucking little microphone and fucking speaker. Man. Ooh, I gotta tell you. Like, I, and I, I don't want to get into it. Go ahead, go ahead Wes. I, I was going to say I, I just think we've gotten distracted enough in the last fifteen years of driving. I don't know if we can add anything else. Like, we need to distract less. Yeah, it is really bad these days, I think. Well, and again, I don't want to get onto an, an anti or positive Tesla, you know, Elon Musk nonsense conversation that we always get into. But maybe if the cameras on the cars were able to kind of decipher the situation and the scenario every time it hit the horn, it had a, like, AI pre-programmed message. Like, instead of, huh, it was... Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Ice cream man, I love you. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> race for impact. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. it, like create your own soundboard. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, you could get a soundboard. That's right. I got like four options. They're programmable. And I just that's all I got. I, that's my expression. <laughs> I can't just be honking the horn fifteen times near my fucking local Starbucks. Right. <laughs> like yeah, you can't be doing that. That's disruptive to people. <laughs> but go fuck yourself like just one time out your out of your car boom done right get your, get your point across <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> and then you're not a... really distracting others for the most part people are like oh what's that oh somebody did something crazy <laughs> someone someone turns over to wonder what that is and smashes into another car yeah. hey who told me to go fuck yeah. myself <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> Well, I will reluctantly say that I guess the foes have it. Horns are not an expression of speech. Dicks. Don't worry about it. Just honk, honk, no. your, honk your mail truck horn made by Northrop Grumman tomorrow. Get that out of you. Just fucking read Do they even have horns on that thing? Yeah, you got They horns? do, but we don't have any. We don't have pressure plates for them. Uh, they don't make them anymore. So, like, when you push the steering wheel, it just... It just doesn't do anything. Actually, one of them, when I put it in park, it 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 honks real quick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> every time, yeah, every time, every time you slam it in the park, it's like, <laughs> and then you got to get out and like, and then and then me being the easily embarrassed type, every time there's somebody outside of a business and like. Like, sorry, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know, it's the car, it's, it does it when you put it, I, and then I just walk on, embarrassed. I'm like a Larry David skit, just fucking like, it's the car, it's not me, I didn't honk at you, I didn't mean, it's not, yeah, it just ha- I don't know, have a good day. Uh, that, that, that made my night, <laughs> I get it, Mur- Mur- yeah, I mean, that's the episode right there. Send, yeah, the inadvertent horn honk. Uh, <laughs> North of Grumman Horns. I'll figure something out in park too. Oh, Christ. Well, thank you for that one. All right. Let's uh, transition into something, uh, <clears throat> something more, not something away from our civil rights 
freedom of speech and just make ourselves <laughs> smarter. Let's get in to your Fun Fact Friday. Here you go, my friends. It's officially time to learn yourself something through our Mental Floss Amazing Facts. Of course, brought to you by our good friends over at the Shin Splints Recovery Group and our new friends at Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth. If you've ever looked out over the horizon and said, that ain't Benden, that ain't Beckham, there ain't no Beckham going on over there. That means this earth is flat. Then you need to express yourself, not through your horn, but through your keyboard at the Flat Earth Science Advocates for Truth page on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I was grasping his straws like hell. Yeah, dude, that was fantastic. Yeah, you, pulled, you pulled a big golf straw out of that one, bro. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Your first amazing fact. Did you know, at the turn of the 20th century, eccentric Webster elderjewelry advocated Ralph's... <laughs> yeah, why do Ralph's... you pick these motherfucking shit? These I don't 27 them, consonant German fucking vocabulary words. This is Monday, April 10th, man. I don't know what to tell you. I don't pick right. them. I just peel them, all right? At the turn of the 20th century, eccentric Webster Edgelry advocated Ralstonism, a kind of health cult that promoted wellness through pe- peculiar behaviors like putting weights on the balls of your feet and having sex only once every eight days. He later partnered with the company that would become Ralston Purina, the makers of pets and cereal food. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, if that guy was alive today, you said this was tw- tw- the turn of the 20th century, so yeah. 1900. Fast forward another 123 years, he'd be on like one of these 30-second TikTok or YouTube short things. Like, you know, if you put b- balls uh, balls in the bottom of your feet and have sex once every eight days, you'll live five years longer on average. Science. I just wonder what kind of like health food he was making where eventually you're like, ah, the dog seems to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this Wikipedia is wild, bro. <laughs> Did it's you funny. know... That uh, he came up with the Magnetism Club of America. Don't know what the fuck that means. But uh, fucking the Ralstonites were were to follow strict dietary guidelines. For example, watermelons were supposed to be poisonous to Caucasians. <clears throat> Just found that interesting. Well, then, later <laughs> on, they found out. It feels like there's some veiled racism in there. <laughs> he was, well, he, he said, wait, he said he only had, you were supposed to only have sex once every eight days. Wasn't it watermelon rinds that made you horny? Wasn't that an old fact? Well, maybe that's it. See, there you go. Stay away from the watermelon. I want to get y'all turned up. He was, uh, it was founded to give its members mind control. So there's that. Wow. Wow. I feel like old, uh, old Webster Edgelry would have been a great candidate for the Flat Earth Science Club. Well, he was at the very least an advocate for truth. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> it's, that guy reminds me of like a Ghostbusters villain or something. It is really weird. Like this, this Wikipedia is a very strange entry. Yeah. <laughs> Just to go peruse it. It's only like two paragraphs. Say so if you if you were like a either a writer or a director or both of a movie and you made that the name of your villain, there's what maybe a couple hundred people in the U.S. now three more that would understand what that was. Hey, Webster Everly, oh god, look at this! Such a smart director, great writing in this movie. Everyone else is like, what the fuck name is that? Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> My cult of magnetists will consume you. <laughs> Did you know baby rabbits are called kittens or kits, not bunnies? What? Mature females are known as does, while adult males are called bucks. Bunny, meanwhile, falls into the same category of cutesy terms such as kitty or doggy. They're not specific, but everyone knows what you mean. Hmm. Did not know that. Bucks and does. I know. Wow. Like, I, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> makes me want to be. Makes me want to like if I hit a rabbit, like, oh, got me a big buck last night. <laughs> they were naming deer and rabbits at the same time, and they were like, yeah. "Fuck, let's just do it." Nobody will figure it out for a long time. What fox? Fox children are kits too, right? They're kids, I believe. No, that's goats. Oh, is it goats? Yeah. Oh, are, are fox kids kits? You said? I think so. Hmm. There's also kittens. Kits are kittens. Yeah. Huh? That's weird, man. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It's crazy. Didn't know that. I don't know why. Why do they got to make things all fucking weird? This is like this pediatric cultivation of these animals that don't speak, talk. Really do anything other than procreate and add value to the food chain. Well, if you want to get into a really deep, deep dive for no reason, but like the reason, like we call it beef instead of cow, it's because like the the French were like the elitists and they would have their boof, and the the peasants couldn't have it, and so it was always just known as beef moving forward. So the bad animals, the the dirty animals that the commoners ate, is called exactly what it is. And yeah. the good animals that the royals ate are called like weird shit that we like, that we don't call it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Did you know? Actually, I know you guys know this, but I feel like some fun stuff will come out of it. Uh, Air Force One isn't the name of a single plane; it's the call sign used for any Air Force aircraft that the President of the United States is currently on. Though in practice, it refers to a couple specific planes. If a president is on a civilian aircraft, such as a personal plane, the plane is known as Executive One. Air Force Two is the call sign for any aircraft uh, carrying the vice president. Now, I, I will say I actually didn't know the different – like how you differentiated Air Force One and Executive One. So this was helpful there. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah, d- haven't they uh, – but, but haven't they identified like the planes? You know what I mean? So they, they, they retire – an aircraft after so many years that's you know it's not necessarily like per president I and mean, i don't remember they have a li- a certain lifespan but there's been there's, there's been o- only so many of these that have you know been a part of the fleet i'm talking about like the big the big blue and white one yeah 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 th- no they're, they're called something specific like really dorky aviational bullshit until right. the for inside baseball when like those guys playing the game when the president gets on it's officially air force one right. when he's not it's like the the Thunder Four Seven Four Seven, you know, like this is Iron Eagle Two Hundred Twenty Two. Iron Eagle, Robert Gossett, Gossett Junior. Robert, Robert Lewis Gossett Junior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it, the the uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny that like a Cessna. So technically, a Cessna could not be Air Force One. It could be Executive One, though. Good lord. I'm sorry, I'm just reading fucking Air Force One facts. Oh, dude, I also wonder. I wonder if if uh, if you get chosen to be a pilot or a co-pilot, a part of that fleet, if you are the creme de la creme, and I would hope so. But I'm thinking, like, what, what do you think? You have someone who's you know who flies. Let's see here. Who's the um, who's the major sponsor for the English Premier League? 
Uh, you're like the league. Yeah. Uh, Barclays. No. Okay. Sorry. So who, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the, the one of the major plane companies, like, uh, like the Emirates. Yeah. Like, like you think like someone who flies one of those like double seven forty sevens at Emirates is just as qualified, you no. know? Or the, no. Okay. No. I no, I've 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 done some research on the Air Force One planes and like who can fly them. Like you have to be, you have to be skilled at flying commercial aircraft, but you also have to be skilled at flying a fighter jet because the Air Force Ones that we're talking about are a combination of the two. The modern the modern one, not the, the not the Bush era one, the one that actually Trump I think was the first one to fly in. Uh apparently like its specs are classified, but they have hinted that it can go supersonic. So it can go over Mach 1. So could oh, you imagine wow. a commercial jetliner going fucking 800 miles an hour? 800 uh, and you're probably you're probably sipping coffee too. Like, God, yep. Boy, this is delicious. Thank it feels you, like it's physically impossible uh, from sheer size, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, but there is a lot of cool shit. They are so they are known as VC twenty fives. They're seven forty seven two hundred Bs that are altered to to Air Force One specifications. Uh, so obviously, all of his fucking, all of his like stateroom shit, conference rooms, dining rooms, all of the accommodations. Two galleys provide up to a hundred meals at one sitting. Six bathrooms. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, this is pretty fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a Faraday cage, which means it can't yes. be hit by an EMP, and it has defensive capabilities as, and also attack capabilities. Yeah. Right? As it we can, know it, from that Harrison Ford movie. Oh, yeah, that Harrison Ford movie, you know, <laughs> it can be taken over if they don't, if they don't do pre-fight checks. <laughs> also, isn't there a, uh, oh, oh, who's the guy who talks like this? He went to Russia. He's a black belt. He was he uh, Steven Seagal. That's it. Then there's Steven Seagal movie that where like they attach the plane like a stealth fighter to the bottom, like suction it, and then like he dies in the first five minutes. Oh, maybe I don't know. I only watched like, Steven Seagal movies. Air Force One is the one that uh, was it Harrison Ford. Yeah, I, but there's something I think. Uh, fuck. It's a Clancy novel too. Yeah, it might even be that. Maybe they try to save him immediately, and then it all goes awry, like within the first five minutes. But yeah, there's a there's a movie where Steven Seagal suctions himself in a stealth fighter to Air Force One and gets blown up like immediately. And everybody's like, "I thought Steven Seagal was in this movie." He's like, "He was for the first thirty five seconds." <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> that guy gets casted. I don't know, likely in like the prime of his of his career. That's I ran into I ran into a movie once where Jean Claude halfway through gets sucked up by a uh, like a a rather robust uh, propeller of a boat and gets oh. manatee. And I was like, huh, I've watched Bloodsport nearly every other Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Didn't know there was one where he just gets Air Force sucked. <laughs> That's cool, though. Wait, 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 you said something. I wanted to ask you a question. You said not the Bush era. So you're talking about uh, W, the... The, the second Bush president. 9-11, he was up there. They yeah. reali- Basically, because of 9-11, they realized, like, as capable of that, as capable as that plane was, they learned from that, like, how incapable it was as well. Okay. So it was, and then you said it, it, what they have now turned out via the Trump era. So was well, the Obama era all trial and error? Nah. New, new uh, engineering? So, here, I'll tell you right now. So there's two there's two in active duty right now, tail number 2800 and tail number 2900. Tail number 2800 went into active service in 1990 uh, with oh. the original President Bush. Uh, 
and then 2900 fucking was introduced pre George W Bush and that's the one like that was the one that transported him on 911 um and those are two the still the two that are in fucking service currently and yeah like 2800 had the was the one that took Obama to Cuba um yeah so those are the two that function primarily currently right now okay i thought i thought they got two new ones like right at the beginning of the trump administration but but they take like it takes them like a decade to get these things ready cuz yeah. reagan reagan was the one that was like we need like basically military capable like jets for the president to fly on and that's why hw got them first because bush or reagan started them in the 80s and they weren't ready until bush took over in the 90s yeah, it's kind of interesting because yeah, that that interesting history because like I guess presidential air transport started in '44 with Franklin Roosevelt, but I guess they hadn't like officially christened anything Air Force One until uh, it was first used in the '50s for President Kennedy, VC one thirty seven. Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy was elected in '60. Or, no, hold on. For, for, for first used in the '50s. Uh, no, nineteen sixty two. Hold on, I'm just kind of skimming it because it's fucking detailed. Gotcha. Well, yeah, probably uh, way love... too detailed, by the way, for somebody who actually cares about America and its classified secrets. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's the Air Force website, so I hope they're not giving too much away. Uh, so, yeah, for, so while the call sign Air Force One was first used <laughs> in the 50s, President Kennedy's BC-137 was the first aircraft to be properly known as Air Force One. Okay, that's what it was. Nice. Huh, well, well, speaking of presidents... Did you know Abraham Lincoln wasn't meant to be the keynote speaker on the day he delivered the Gettysburg Address? That distinction belonged to Edward Everett, a distinguished scholar and orator who took the stage before the president. Everett's speech clocked in at around two hours long and was mm-hmm. met with critical acclaim at the time. But a uh, it's now a mere footnote in history compared to Lincoln's two to three minute address. Mm-hmm. God. Two hours long. No wonder it was met with critical acclaim. It, he should have been met with tomatoes and lettuce heads and booze, yeah. and they should have fucking quartered him. Yeah, but you're talking about an era where they didn't have anything else to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go watch something that's in person, standing, someone talking, as long as now we those people didn't know what Gone with the Wind was, but, you know, in retrospect, if I were to go watch something, watch someone talk as long as Gone with the Wind, that motherfucker better be a stand-up comedian, and it better be, like, a Chappelle or a... Like Murr said, man, it was a different time. Like, you gotta keep in mind, that the setting for that was fucking a bunch of, like, war-weary fucking soldiers at fucking Gettysburg. And then, like, a bunch of fucking aristocrats in carriages around them being like, ooh, we're going to watch President Lincoln speak. And fucking, there's guys, like, bleeding out, fucking getting fucking limbs hacked off, fucking right right on the other side of the fence. And fucking, they're just sitting here watching these two guys, one guy talk for an hour and a half, and then the president talk for two minutes. <laughs> hey, boys, you want you want to go peel some rotten potatoes, or you want to watch Everett Everton uh, for two hours? <laughs> keep in mind, like, in the early parts of the fucking war, like, in, like, Northern Virginia and shit, like, aristocrats would go and, like, sit on hilltops and watch oh, these yeah. motherfuckers just battle. Like, like it's a picnic. <laughs> like, it was wild times back then, man. <laughs> we got 
we got fruit as an appetizer. We're gonna have leg. We're gonna have leg later. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go watch? Some, do you want to go watch some of our friends and family die from definitely fucking non mortal wounds? Let's go do it. Let's we'll take some cheeses and meats. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can certainly t- now that you put that into perspective, I can see how someone was, you know, two and a half hours of hearing someone talk might might be entertaining. Yeah, I you. Uh, yeah. and then and then Lincoln gets up there and is like, "Wow, false card seven years ago." <laughs> He's like, "Mike Trout, God damn it!" <laughs> like we waited all the time for this shit. It's like when uh, there's a first round knockout in the fucking in the fucking headline fight. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, right. Just, I waited till four a.m. for this bullshit. <laughs> God damn it! And finally, did you know? According to Frito Lay. Cheetle is the official name of the neon orange dust that sticks to your fingers and that uh, is brought about by eating bags of Cheetos. Mm. So he just made that up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not Schmetza. <laughs> Cheet. Well, I, I, it could. You know what? Cheetle Schmetza. Cheetle makes it sound dirty. Yeah, I don't want I don't want Cheetle on my hand. My hands all covered in Cheetle. I you know what? You the just first, lick it off. <laughs> the Come the on. first dirty joke I ever heard as a kid involved Cheetle, and it was a uh, guy goes to the doctor and he says, uh, the "Doctor's like, well, what's the problem?" He's like, "I don't know. My 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 dick keeps turning orange." He's like, "Okay, well, um, why don't you uh, write down a log and tell me everything that you've done throughout a day, and then it turns orange again. Come back and we'll go through it." And finally, a guy comes back, and he's like, so, uh, it turned orange again, huh? He's like, yeah. He's like, so, let's go through the list. And then it's 4 a.m. Why? Oh, 4 a.m., huh? He's like, yeah, you know, got a little randy, a couple of videotape in, ate some Cheetos, woke up the next morning, and my dick was orange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a great joke, but uh, I was like, oh, peep, adults tell things that aren't supposed to be said. <laughs> Cheetle. <laughs> and they use the word Cheetle? No, they didn't use the word Cheetle. But now that I know Cheetle, uh, all the memories are flying back. Yeah, we use it now. And that, my friends, is your Fun Fag Friday. All right. Tonight on Before You Go. uh, This is actually from about a week and a half ago. So, uh, no, about a week. That's okay. No worries. Um, Unbeknownst to a lot of us Americans here. Well, not a lot, but it was so prevalent. A lot of qualifiers going on here, Wes. When it started, the the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, when it started, was every day. And sometimes, since it's not covered day in and day out, you forget it's still going on. But it's still going on. It's still a war. Uh, There aren't. There, there aren't people talking for two and a half hours, followed up by a former or a current uh, prime minister talking for four or five minutes. Anyway, um, Russian activist uh, got cocky with the Kremlin. I had to read that because I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the cyber sportive or cyber resistance group pulled off a ballsy stunt with Russian war volunteer Mikhail Luchin, uh, who had been collecting money to buy drones for the military. So it uh, turns out, the cyber resistance caught wind of this. They hacked the order, uh, which was $25,000 to be spent on drones. And do you guys know what the $25,000 was then purchased? Dildos. An entire yeah. collection of dildos. Big ones, small ones, black ones, white ones, brown ones, ones that went in circles, ones that had rivets in them. The largest 
most robust worldwide collection of dildos you can imagine was then sent to this uh <laughs> to this russian war activist uh don't know if he's going to be able to parlay these into anything uh worthy of war but your thoughts on not only i mean this guy should be bad. times should start rallying the troops to nominate this young man or these people for something like a medal of honor it's yeah. a medal of honor ceremony and they yeah. have to like go through his credentials to give it to him oh <laughs> i i live for that day alan go ahead because i have a couple of questions that i'd like to throw to you guys yeah i mean there's not much to say on it. it's it's fucking it's brilliance i went like if I, if, if we were in like a, a public setting i would slow clap for this person <laughs> for these people um but yeah that's that's how i feel about it. i think it's brilliant work keep it up guys yeah See, here's where – this is unfortunately where I have to, like, piss on the glory. Um, now, I have already sent this off to our legal counsel. See, hacking is illegal, right? And it's like an international crime. And yet this is also, like, I don't know, is is ordering drones, like, okay as long as it's in a military setting? So is then hacking for whimsical purposes in the act of war – is that okay? Like, you know what I mean? I I, I want to know, like, where does where's the line drawn? Like, could this guy then be brought like to Interpol for some sort of like hacking crime, even though we're bragging about it for because it's dildos and it's funny? Is it still an international incident? I mean, I, I certainly think we're kind of turning our backs, given the sure, you know, what, given that it's war and that it was done to Russians. I think, I mean, I'm assuming that most of the Western world's rooting for the Ukrainians, right? Most, I'm not saying all. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? They're rooting against Russia. Uh, Let's say it like that. There you go. That's fair. Good point. I think this is one of those, like, uh, I mean, this is the way of the world now, right? Like, this is war now. Like, war is cyber. Like, it is what it is. This is the equivalent of, like, getting the fucking Enigma machine and being like, well, we know what the Krauts are doing now. Like, you know what I mean? It's uh-huh. basically the same exact thing, except now we hack into people's Chinese fucking Amazon accounts and fucking send them dildos. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's a different version of code breaking, if you will. <laughs> and my God, oh, I, I, I pray that it went down, that they – that. Not all, not all twenty five thousand dollars went towards dildos, but they saved a few, you know, shekels for some authentic boxing that said drones mm-hmm. on it with nice fucking packaging tape. And these guys are like, all right, this is it. The this, fucking drones. This is gonna this is gonna turn the tide of the war. What the hell is this? Is this so <laughs> well, at least they make the same noise. Maybe this is the remote control. <laughs> no, you need two of them. <laughs> These are the propellers. You're right. Hold on, though. All right. So I, I, when they say drones, though, I mean, I guess they're just talking about, like, the drones that you use to I'm go out and inspect power lines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they mean, yeah. like, yeah, the smaller, like... Reconnaissance yeah. drones, not like remote control murder machines. <laughs> so why don't they just like – if you have the ability to like change the order to dildos, like why not just steal their order of drones and have them delivered to you? It seems like it would be a lot easier just to change the address. What kind of, what kind of joke would that be? Yeah, but what, what, am I, what use do I have for $25,000 worth of fucking military drones? Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what brings me way what more joy. Of- 
fucking dildo being sent to a Russian fucking war activist. What a practical joke would that be? None. Ridiculous. That's just that's just stealing at that point. Like it's not even funny. It's illegal. We're in an active war zone. <laughs> Both sides want to win. <laughs> I so I think this like well they called him. There was they never identified the uh, the per, they they identified the resistance group, but they didn't identify the person who did it. But I just like think about the, the young man who was like, oh, wait a minute, guys, I got it. I got the joke of the lifetime. Watch this. <laughs> it just shows oh, you the Ukrainians, they're so much more powerful than the rest of us. I mean, the fact that in it, in war, that they can be cool, calm, and collected enough. You're like, I'm going to send them 12, 2,500 penises. It vibrate. <laughs> I actually, actually have there's a there's a checklist sheet. You guys uh, spend a couple minutes. Pick your favorite ones. Throw it in there. I'll just keep I was going to say. I feel like that became this became like an office thing. He sent like a list around, and people checked, checked <laughs> off like pictures. He was like, "We've got long ones, short ones, fat ones, skinny ones, white ones, black ones." Yeah. Everything you could think of. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's someone, someone, he handed him a brochure and someone slouched and said, oh, you want me to buy fucking popcorn from your kid so you can play Little League? Like, oh, no, it's much better. It's much better. Look <laughs> it's much better than that. <laughs> Open it up. Oh, boy. Well, that yeah, is tonight's Before You Go, folks. So check it out. <clears throat> Take a peek. The war is still thriving. And then there's $25,000 worth of penises at the, at, the, at the door of the Kremlin. So... Uh, I not really necessarily say if they made it to the Kremlin. Definitely made it to St. Pete, St. Petersburg, Russia. So, well, by the way, not to get like like serious or anything, but I heard the last I read, the Ukrainians are actually mounting an offensive to take back Crimea, yeah. which is like what, like unheard of. Like, they, not only have they fought them back, it's like, nah, we're gonna take shit back now. Fuck you guys. Yeah, well, because that Russian army was like, oh, we are, we are equipped for war in the 50s, and uh, <laughs> it is not the 50s anymore. Think, and then I it mean, took I, a little while. It took, like, NATO a little while, but they were like, hey, Ukraine, check out all these modern toys we have. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to use them? And they were like, yep. We would like we'll, that very much. We'll even throw in some dildos for kicks. <laughs> We're going to send dildos to them for funsies. <laughs> I mean, how do you guys feel about the Russians? Will, they have been th- they have been throwing vibrators at us for 24 hours now. <laughs> Psychological we warfare. We are not deterred. <laughs> well, Alan, tell all the uh, Ukrainian jokesters and pranksters where you can find Chinese, Chinese Amazon, AliExpress.com for all your middle class holes merchandise <laughs> needs. <laughs> we got dildos. <laughs> but no, you can really find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the middle class holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. That's right. I've got it locked in now, boys. And of course, for your listening pleasures, please check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. All right. Uh, tonight. On listener comments, Chris, I, I I had to chop this up 
Okay, we got so many in the last week that I'm gonna have to push some until next week. And we're getting, oh, I'm not shit. saying we're at this point, but I'm saying we're getting pretty, pretty close to where I'm gonna have to start vetting them. I'm gonna oh, start vetting oh, stuff. You know, I've been That's reading them stuff. all, but this is, we're turning a new <laughs> leaf. We're turning, we're going from a six inch to an eight inch fucking hanging oh. dildo, bro. Shoo. Yeah, we've upgraded. Uh, this, what's that? That's that's deluxe. That's <laughs> yeah, right. It's ribbed. Uh, this is uh, track suits YouTube short. Mer, this is where you talked about wanting to yeah. start becoming a track shoot suit wearer at your at your age. Uh, Rosemary Fuller says uh, you are at the end of middle age. The track suit is your initiation into old age. You're welcome. Mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I mean, I guess if you're turning that, you know, if you're at the if you're at the top of the hill, I mean, old age starts when you. When you when you crest right, so I'm okay with that. I've got some really like cheap like Russell Athletic uh, track pants that I've uh, kind of been like trying things out with, and I'm like I've been venturing out in the public with them, and I'm like I'm not embarrassed, and maybe if I buy some designer ones, I'll be okay. And yeah, I think I'm ready. I, I think I'm ready. Of course, I decided to do this at summertime where it's time for shorts, <laughs> but um, maybe I'll get some cheap. And then going into the fall, I'll be a, a tracksuit aficionado. But but see, like the the world we live in, man, get yourself a nice a nice a, des, uh, a nice gym short with some pockets. You can walk that. We can work that around to certain fucking places. You know, you ain't going to dinner with the wife in them, but you know, you can have a lunch. You can have a well, lunch at a main restaurant. Uh, yeah. You know, something like that. Not a big deal. Well, Wes actually triggered something when he said, like, uh, he talked about the golf pants. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we now make a material uh-huh. that's stretchable and lightweight, yeah. comfortable. It's uh-huh. comfortable enough to play an athletic sport in, yet look like you're going to dinner. And it's I'm fast. like, okay. I think, uh, I think I might be dropping a couple hundred bucks on a few pair of them. Yeah. And just yeah. being like, hey, you guys want to see my nutsack while I, yeah. <laughs> while I walk yeah. around public? So or when you sit do down, when you sit down and you get a full look at the crotch, you're going to see two kind of half Cadbury cream, cream eggs sipping yep. between, the, between, between the seam. That's how you know you've gotten it. That's how you know. Well, I'll tell you what, there, there will be a fucking breeze blowing right through those fucking bad boys. You're going to be so cool. It's going to be comfy. You're going to be comfy yeah. and cool. <laughs> I, think, I think that's going to be the first purchase. I think I'm going to buy a pair of uh, golf pants first. And then I'll I'll transition to the track to the tracksuit pants. Oh man, I'll tell you, I've I wear Adidas golf pants and I love them, top yeah. notch, beautiful. Uh, this worried. is coming from an, another YouTube short, Mister Rogers' Dirty Secret. Mur, this is where you explained uh, <laughs> him farting and flatulating in front of his wife. Uh, Alan Spears writes, "I love him even more now." Mm-hmm. Yeah, us too. Us too. How do you spell Alan? A L A N. Yeah, nice work, so, Alan Spears. You did it. <laughs> I think he's related to Randy. You guys know Randy yeah. Spears? I was going to say Aries Spears, but, you know, yeah. either way. Right. Uh, yeah. New roller. Go ahead, Mer. No, I was just going to say, I started watching that uh, Tom Hanks, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood movie or whatever. And, mm. uh, man, Fred Rogers was a was a saint. And it, just the fact that he lifted a cheek every now and again, that just, just makes him a little – just. It's, he, you need that little bit of mortality to like mm-hmm. ground to ground the legend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new rollerblading on Instagram. Uh, Psych Tyson writes, uh, "Murr is incorrect here. With a little more research, he can see 
the scope of how big inline skating was through the 90s and the 2000s. I was skateboarding then. If you look at the industry numbers, inline skating dwarfed skateboarding by tenfold. Everyone stopped rollerblading because Murr stopped. He stopped because he was giving off those vibes. <laughs> I think this is accurate. Uh, yeah, I mean the scroll. The scroll said so. This sounds like canon, so I'm in. <laughs> so you're telling me if I strap some rollerblades back on, the industry takes off again? Is that? I'll buy my first, I might buy my first pair if you do. I'm, <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. Because of this, I actually went to like rollerblade.com, like the official like name brand rollerblade site. Um, I got tell. I I just have some advice to the rollerblade company. Um. You're overcharging for a product that people don't necessarily want right now. So, I mean, the, the base model is like 100 bucks, mm. and nobody wants the base model. As soon yeah. as you step up from the base model, you're already at like 175 I'm like, I don't Ooh. think I want to dedicate $175 to something no. I'm already quasi embarrassed to put on. Yeah. No, they, See, remember, the prices are like when they first came out was justified, right? They were like new and fuck technologically advanced. We know that's not special. Like, we figured you out. They're just fucking, yeah, you can't be charging that much. You Maybe no. for, like, pro-level blades or something, you know. For, I don't know what that means exactly, but. You know, do I? Yeah, grind plates on your shit, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, but, yeah, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, that's way too expensive. Fuck that. I'm not getting yeah. it. Bro. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, self-checkout, self-discount. Murth is where you suggested that if you go through the self-checkout line, uh, if what. Now, not only do you like raise up produce to save yourself a few dollars, but if you get it right, uh, it should save a few, you know, a few shekels, a few percentage points is off the bottom line. Uh, Hamsteak says, I didn't get the training for the counter. And I was like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? Hamsteak then said, well, usually if I'm going to be working a machine for a company, I would need some sort of training. And even then, even then I would make mistakes. Uh, I'm also still waiting for my paycheck to arrive. Uh, I hope that has come in since you wrote that. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, next is you don't, uh, you don't get you wait wait you don't get that that's tongue in cheek like he's saying no, I get it. like like oh <laughs> no yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I do is I don't know we need like <laughs> all right Ted DiBiase your ass. Well, I mean, it's kind of a Bill Burr joke. Is like, I don't work here, and if I did, I'm going to get fired today because I'm make a lot of fucking mistakes. And that's that's exactly uh. the point. And I actually followed Alan's advice today because I got some uh, I got some apples, some rather pricey apples, Alan. Mm-hmm. And and I as soon as I put, punched up the screen, it said it asked me to, what type of apples, and I was like, motherfucking Macintosh, bitch. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Sanic writes, <clears throat> Galaxy Chris apple, apples are the best apples. Galaxy uh, Chris? And then, yeah. yeah. And then Keith Kern, Keith Kern writes, cheating the store on bananas that are 35 cents a pound, saving big bucks. <laughs> every, every cent counts, Keith. Every cent counts, buddy. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, I feel finally. like I'm winning a bet, though, when I do that, though. That's the thing. It's like it doesn't matter how much it is. It's that I won something. I came out on top somehow. Yeah. Yes, you do. You do walk out of the grocery store feeling like you, you you got away with a little something, something. You didn't outright steal. You didn't put something in your pocket. You know, you didn't stuff uh, some produce or uh, or some or some, like a half pound of beef down your down your crotch. I almost yelled at a woman yesterday because I was oh. going to get I was going to get bananas, 
And, you know, like, okay, if you go to get a bunch of bananas, right? Like, a, a, what is a hand of bananas? Is that what they're officially called? Well, sometimes there's too many fingers on that hand. And, you know, I guess this old lady lives by herself and is like, ah, oh, these are going to go bad before I eat them all. So she ripped a single banana off and put it back with the rest of them. A single banana. I could see if you had, like, a bunch of, like, six bananas and you're like, I only want three. And you yeah. ripped it in half. But she was like, nope, I don't want this banana. So who's going to buy that banana? That banana is just going to die right there on the fucking countertop. No one's buying that banana. No one's going to say like, ooh, there's a seven bunch of bananas. I need an eighth and attach it to it. Yeah, Someone needs to tell that woman. Where, you said it was an old lady? She was probably like 65. Yeah, you could, you could freeze, you know, freeze the other stuff. I don't think Take that Take the six, like freeze five. Yeah. Think what, bananas? Can you freeze bananas? I mean, I'm Hell sure. yeah. Because then you blend them and you make a good old milkshake. But you got to peel it before you freeze it. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, dude. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's about, I got that frostbite on my fingertips trying to get the. <laughs> All right. Last comment for the evening. This comes, one of our. Listen, this thing's withstood the test of time. And this is back when it was the 410 News podcast. And this is back when the icon slash video is just a a still frame. This is when we were just doing uh, audio recordings. Did Dottie, <laughs> drop, did Dottie drop the ball? It's still a top maybe no, a top five. still coming back around. <clears throat> but top seven uh, viewed YouTube clip, folks. This is where we debated whether or not Dottie Henson, in a league of their own, dropped the ball on purpose when her sister Kit Keller blew her up in the climax of an all-time great, not just sports movie, but movie of all time. Lorenzo Ramirez writes, I think she was letting go of always wanting to be number one. Uh, and she, and, uh, as you see in the beginning, she always wanted to beat her sister uh, at the end. She had to let go of it. Uh, like in the beginning when she tells a little brother who beat his, wait, wait. Sorry, this is a typo, by the way. I'm going to skip over that. Uh, <clears throat> she was always number one, um, and then she let that go. That's what I got from it. Uh, I mean, she held on and beat her sister at everything, and then she let it go, and then she was happy. So, God and damn you, right. You guys are like, yeah. 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 Fucking poetic. I mean, we, we, apparently, me and Mur, Mur watched the same fucking movie, and you did not. <laughs> yes, you and your brother fucking like we're busy looking at Ukrainian dildos and just is like yeah. there's probably something like if we the four of us all went and sat down with a therapist to just to discuss just this fucking t- point like yeah. that we would probably find out some hard truths about some people. <laughs> I know a therapist. We can get to the bottom. <laughs> we can record that. I think that's good content. I would just start screaming. Doug Flutie got screwed. That's how, I know. <laughs> that's how that session went in. She dropped the ball. <laughs> Doug Flutie didn't drop the ball. Doug Flutie didn't drop the ball. It was pulled out of his hands by a GM. <laughs> and he was handcuffed. Got, he never had a chance. <laughs> Kit got to run. That's it. All right. Thank you, folks. Uh, for those of you who uh, missed out, Cuxter for Life, Redwood Trees, and Professional Ball Rubber, uh, we'll get to your comments next week on the 420 episode. That's right. We're recording on 420. I don't, I mean, hey, the, the themes could be wild, could be unimaginable. 
I think we can imagine exactly what they are. <laughs> Doritos. Uh, Cheeto uh, dust everywhere. Good night. Because I get drunk most every day. I always seem to find myself late. Might be on ass fuck.